This week on Erotic Awakening, event prep, 100 books, and touching butts. Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an exploration of all things erotic. If you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. The Erotic Awakening podcast, great to books, sort of clues, we have chatty, and other content as well as other perks. Thank you to all of our supporters, of which we have many. Hi, Don. Hi, Dan. How are you now? I'm doing okay. How about you? Busy. I feel very busy. Oh my gosh, so do I. So we've been in uh, Columbus, Ohio for a few weeks, even though we've made a trip to Tennessee for 10 days. We made a trip to New Jersey for four mm-hmm. days. Leaving here tomorrow. Six weeks-ish on the bookends. And um, totally minimizing storage. You're working. I'm doing storage. We got vet appointments and truck appointments and doctor appointments and eye appointments and busy. Yes, absolutely busy. Plus a, pl- plus a project we can't talk about. Yeah, we well, finished a secret project. And and we've been in cahoots with someone else on a secret project. I know. It's like, what's going on with all and, these secret projects? <laughs> but but if uh, you are a podcast listener, you're going to find out about them first. But today on the podcast, we're going to talk about... Uh, Don, you and I are getting ready to go to the Gwen Bash in Austin, Texas. We are flying out. Are you ready to go? Um, let's see. It is, I'm going to give some times. It is 7 p.m. Eastern Wednesday night, mm-hmm. and we leave 1240 p.m. tomorrow. And the only thing I've done is create a packing list. And the only reason that's done is because I did it two weeks ago when it was a rainy day and I couldn't get to storage. So it sounds like the answer is almost. The answer is fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Today there on the podcast, ready. <laughs> we're going to talk about what it is uh, when you, if you go to a big event like we're going to with a couple hundred people, what we're going to do to prepare for that event. And we're going to talk about it, maybe some generalities, but also we're going to tell you very specifically what the Dan and Dawn do for preparing to go to a big event like this. Exactly. So we know a lot of people, we've actually met the community, the BSM community, within the last two years, which is COVID and everything's been shut down. Mm-hmm. So they may never even have been to a big hotel event. So yeah, let's, let's tell them what Dan and Dawn do. So Dawn, the first question that everybody asks is, what should I wear? It is. I knew you were going to say that. So (laughs) what should I wear? Um, Bat got very pissed at me when I was trying to be bratty because you had sent her to me when I was going to take her to her first event. Mm -hmm. And she said, Slave Dawn, what should I wear? And I wrote back thinking I was funny saying, clothes. (laughs) <laughs> she was not impressed. No. So, because that is the big first question, what do I wear? And now for me, I just pulled um, a different corset out of storage and the one I've been bringing around with me for the last year. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to bring um, a corset. We're going to be playing. So I made sure it was I'm here looking at one of our Celiamory t-shirts. I'll probably bring that. Mm-hmm. I pulled out another sheer shirt. So, you know, so. My goal is to pack everything I can in a um, carry-on and still have enough to choose from. So uh, we'll get into luggage in a moment. Okay. Um, for me, there's this idea of there's two phases to the event, right? There's the phase where you're going to classes all day. Right. And then there's the phase where you're at the dungeon. Right. So for me, 
for the class phase, I just am not, I don't care what I'm, you know, I'm, I'm wearing my normal daily clothes, what I would normally wear. Um, now I might, you know, be careful to be spiffy because it is a big event and I might want to meet people and stuff. And so the clothing wise, I'm probably going to wear the normal things that I would wear anyway. I will jeans wear jeans and a t-shirt or mm-hmm. jeans and a button down mm-hmm. or jeans and whatever shirt and maybe even your leather vest if you decide to bring it. I'm, I am definitely bringing my leather vest. Cool. Um, the the only thing that I would add to what I would normally wear on a daily day basis is I'm going to add some jewelry that kind of describes me or reflects on who I am a little bit because normally I don't wear a lot of jewelry, but events I like to wear jewelry. Your bling. My bling indeed. <laughs> so what should I wear? Anything you want. There's really nothing wrong. Now, come dungeon time, people in general are a little more likely to get dressed up. So you'll probably like, wouldn't wear your corset all day. No, no, but I have found that um, the few events that we've been to, and I had just started this right before COVID hit in dressing a little more fun. So Mm -hmm. I've got knee high socks. I've got a pair that say badass and point to my ass. I've got, you know, a tentacle pair of socks and, um, in an RV, I don't get to bring a lot of my fetish wear, so I have been collecting cool socks. I mm-hmm. almost said groovy. That's that's even before my time. <laughs> but um, so I've been trying to find fun clothes that I can wear during the day too. So instead of my jeans, I'm wearing more short skirts with tall socks, mm-hmm. right, and fun shoes. I've seen people wear shorts and sandals and tank tops. Or pajamas, right? Some people wear onesies, um, onesies as in a fuzzy character outfits. Mm-hmm. So, though I have seen onesies that littles wear as well mm-hmm. with the whole snappy crotch thing. Um, so, it's whatever you're comfortable in, really. It, it really is, right? And then the dungeon, dress up or dress, well, dress up or don't dress. I mean, <laughs> right? There's everything mm-hmm. from naked to full out leather to. Now, one of the interesting bits is when you're we're getting ready to go to this event. Do you know if it's a hotel takeover or not? I did not see it mentioned one way or the other. So, really interesting. If you're going to a hotel event takeover, then that's one thing. But uh, when we go to Kinky College, our room is separate from the. Uh, event space. The event space. So it's where something um, street wear or vanilla appropriate through the elevator, through the event space. And then once you get to the, or until you get to event space, and then ta-da, you can change there. I would actually take my leather vest and turn mm-hmm. it inside out at KK because I didn't want people asking about the patches and stuff on it. Cause there's people there. I mean, this is a big Chicago hotel. There's people there having weddings and all kinds of stuff. And I don't want to out the people that are down in our event space. So I turn my vest inside out and I flip my name badge over. And I remember someone saying, Oh, you're ashamed of what you're doing. No, I'm protecting the people down there by not outing them. Now, what are we doing? What do you do for toys? Now, um, good question. For us, what we've done is we've shipped a bunch of stuff to the event already. Now, we're lucky that we have 
we're actually being invited out there. So we have contacts out there that we've actually shipped our events, some of our toys out to. Mm-hmm. But you can always ship it to the hotel. The hotel is happy to save boxes or deliveries for you. And that avoids the whole having to carry it on the airplane, either because of the weight or because you're just, you know, maybe you're a big fan of knife play and you're not comfortable bringing knives on the plane. So, padoom. Or you don't want your flogger to go missing. Right. So, you know, things like that. And that that's if we're flying. We have to remember to take our, our little knives off of our keychains, too, Ooh. before we hit the, um, I think I have that on the packing list. But okay. we're flying. So, Dan has lost a knife before, not <laughs> lost it, but had to throw it away because we got to the security checkpoint and he had forgotten it was on his keychain or in his pocket yeah. or, you know, he usually keeps a small knife with him and had to throw it away. So um, now when we went out to test, it was no big deal because we rented a car, right? So since we rented a car, we could pack as many toys as we had available mm-hmm. on us. So, you know, back up the whatever the thing is that lifts the thing. and Forklift? That's it. I was yeah. going to say backhoe and I knew that wasn't <laughs> right. <laughs> so other than toys and clothes... Um, and now, what I like to do, and, and I know you're even more of a fan of that, is take a look at the event before mm-hmm. you go and try and get a sense of what kind of event it is and what kind of classes that you're going to want to go to. Yeah. So what I've done is, um, because we're presenting, but you know, any, anybody can do this, but I need to know where we are expected to be as presenters. So I go on to our Google calendar and I look at their calendar and I put in our classes first. So when we fly in tomorrow, we, um, we know what airport we're flying into, if there's more than one airport in a city, make sure you know which one you're flying into. <laughs> so, you know, uh, Dallas, you know, Dallas, D.C., Chicago, they have more than one airport. And we have been stuck waiting on a ride before because we didn't know where we were. Anyway, um, what the heck was I talking about? You were talking about uh, your calendar. Oh, the calendar. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Um, so the calendar. So I've put when registration is. I have put our flight information on there. Um, I know who is meeting us, so I've put that on there. We're going to be, what is this supermarket? Oh, with the meet and greets on the calendar. What's this supermarket thing that we're doing? So the supermarket thing is the where you, they're going to buy and pro- they're going to give us a bunch of stuff from Dollar Tree. Isn't it like supermarket sadist or yes, something? Okay, yes. so it's like a game thing. They're going to give us a bunch of stuff from Dollar Tree. We have 45 minutes to turn it into the best toys, BDSM toys that we can. And then we'll have a three-minute scene, and they're going to judge all the scenes. Oh, we get to scene as well? Absolutely. Do we get to smuggle in duct tape so that we can turn those toys into <laughs> what we want? So I'm like, 45 minutes? Wow, we can do that. We're used to the Kickstarter cards. Bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. We know how to use those things. Okay, so we're going to be doing the supermarket sadist at um, 8 p.m. tomorrow night central. I'm glad that's only one hour different and not two. Um, and then Friday, we've got a class that we're teaching in the morning, mindfulness in service. And then we're on a power exchange panel. So that's our Friday. And then Saturday, we've got three things that we're doing. And, you know, obviously, a lot of people, most people don't um, have to worry about presenting at these things. You're lucky because then you could look at the calendar and say, well, I'm just going to go to the stuff I want to go to. Mm -hmm. So we start off by we go through the calendar. You like to add everything to the Google calendar. 
I do. So just, that, so, just so we have yeah. an agenda in front of us. But we have done a whiteboard before mm-hmm. on the wall or a post-it, a big post-it or something so that everybody in our room knows what we're doing and when there's free time in the hotel room. Now, one of the things that I like to do that I haven't had much luck with this time is normally on the old FetLife, there will be a group for the event and I'll create or somebody else will create a thread saying tops looking for bottoms and somebody else will do bottoms looking for tops because I don't have much luck showing up at an event and looking for people to play with. I have a lot better luck if I can make a connection before the event and start building it beforehand. Yeah, I love those threads so that I can see what people are looking for. And sometimes if they don't have those threads, you get to the event and they've got a board with post-its on it so that you can put up there what you're looking for. So I'll be I'll be definitely looking for that. So I always make sure to join the event group on FetLife and also take a look at some of the stuff that they've posted in the group right? So they might have, um, well, right now they've got their COVID policy as one of the discussions. Mm -hmm. They've got what to expect at the hotel. That's another discussion. They've got, you know, bios of the different presenters and things like that as different discussions. So, you know, it's really good to join the FET group. So we are looking for people to play with. We got our toys, we got our clothes. Mm -hmm. What else do you need to get ready to go to this big event? Um, I always have to think about food, right? So because I'm gluten-free and because you and I try to eat as healthy as we can, um, I always try to think about what restaurants are nearby or if the hotel has food available. We're flying, so I can't bring a cooler for our own food. So we may have to end up doing a Instacart. I end up checking to see if there's a refrigerator in the in the hotel room, a microwave, you know, whatever. I try to bring coffee of some sort mm-hmm. or figure out what kind of coffee maker they have or we have to have coffee, we have to have food. So yeah. I try to figure that out. The, the It's kind of cool when we go to Kinky College, just to re- reference that one again, mm-hmm. they have this little Perks coffee shop. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to spend an entire weekend spending $5 per cup of coffee or $15 for a uh, sandwich, right? right? Not as much as we drink coffee. No. So as you said, right, if we know that they've got a Keurig, then we can bring a handful of pods because really that the two cups they provide per day, that's not going to do it for me. Mm-mm. Nope. So we try to make sure we bring snacks, right? So that we can fill the room up with stack snacks. But like I said, when we fly, we learned the trick a couple of years ago to just find an Instacart mm-hmm. and place a small order and try to just get as much food as we'll be able to eat. We we have been known to leave fruit behind yeah. for the for the staff and stuff because we just can't get it into our luggage. Right, but but that's a big cost savings instead versus either eating at the hotel or finding nearby restaurants. Mm-hmm. So we got food covered, we got coffee covered, we were wearing clothes, we got toys, we got play partners. Are we ready to go? <laughs> also on our packing list is to make sure to bring a notebook and a pen. Sure. Right? Going to attend a lot of classes, so that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I always put on there to bring a string bag or some sort of bag so that I don't forget to have something that's just for workshops, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not bringing my whole backpack. 
Um, board games. We always tend to bring at least a small card game or a small board game, something to break the ice with um, new people we might meet. Mm-hmm. Or if the event has a social area, we start playing a game so that people will come over. Because you and I are introverts, so we need tricks yep. to be able to interact with people. And this one's great. We used to have zombie dice. We used to have boss monster, you know, things like that. So they're just little small games. Mm -hmm. So I love doing that. So I've got my clothes. I got my bling. I got my toys. Um, I usually bring something for downtime. So either a book to read or a coloring book or something like that as well. Yeah. Some kind of personal entertainment because really we haven't been around a ton of people consistently for a while. So we're mm-hmm. going to need a little downtime, a little time to hide in the room, read a book, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's it. I think we're ready to go. I think we've got the bags packed. The only I other one, one more thing. Well, the other one that I can think of is just a, you know, a small variety of meds. That's you, where I was going. You don't want to be stuck in a hotel and, you know, you, we're doing these late nights and who knows what we're eating. So aspirin and Tums, always a good idea to have with you. Mm-hmm. Plus our regular meds. And um, we actually bring sleeping meds too. So that um, because we do presentations each day, we need a good night of sleep. Mm-hmm. So we usually bring melatonin or something like that that works out really well. The last thing that I can think of that we're going to bring is our flirting cards. These are yes. little business cards that we have that has... Your name on it, my name on it, and our email addresses. Mm -hmm. So if we happen to meet somebody and you want to give them your number, so to speak, boom, you can hand them this card and no fuss of trying to find a pen or a piece of paper or something. And and I'm not asking them for their contact information. I'm offering mine so that they can act on it if they want to. So, And I I really like doing that. So what else? I, I bring a little bit of makeup. That's part of the costuming. And... Yeah, and then we bring our books and Kickstarter cards, right, so that we have them during our workshops. But I, oh, we bring our laptops. Sure. Because we do. We've got our little uh, headphone splitter so that we can share a movie on the flight. And yeah, I think that's it. So. The only other thing that's special about, oh. I mean, different. Oh, you thought of something else? I did. Um, I bring tennis shoes or some sort of walking shoes because there might be a time that I want to leave the hotel and go for a walk. Oh, and you and I, we bring our gym clothes yeah. and our swimsuit. So we try to exercise and eat good every day. And when we go to an event, we try to get all that in there, yeah. the exercise and stuff. <laughs> we try. We try. We're usually pretty good at it. So, but um, yeah, we, we bring this stuff so we can. If you've got stuff that you're taking to an event that we didn't list here, stuff that you uh, find necessary or just because you, you find it valuable, let us know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Don, about this Gwen event, when is it again? You said we're leaving tomorrow? We're leaving tomorrow. So it's this weekend. I hope you knew that. But what happens after Gwen? What are we doing after that? Uh, I bet you we're doing a lot. So keep up with all our events, book news. You need to keep a lookout for our book news (laughs) and discounts and more via the Erotic Awakening newsletter. And get your EA shout outs like Amber from New York. That is the Finger Lakes area. Beautiful area. I need to get up there. Jean from New York. Uh, Zachary from Los Angeles. 
And oh, nope, Zachary from oh, Louisiana. Louisiana. <laughs> nice. And someone from Ontario, Canada. I don't see a name though. Hmm. The entire province of Ontario, Canada has signed up for the newsletter. Sorry so, about that, Canada. I will dig around and try and find that name, and we'll get you next time around. Awesome. Head over to eroticawakening.com and subscribe today. And while you're there. Yeah, while you're there at eroticawakening.com, we have a link that says Books and Kinkstarter Cards. And if you go there and click on it, you will also see our new book, Hearts and collars. It's it's funny. We ordered a hundred right off the bat, mm-hmm. and um, it, no time at all. We had to order another hundred. Yep. Part of those went to our Indiegogo supporters, and we have sold the rest. So we are waiting for our next order to come in, and hopefully they're here before we hit the road. Otherwise. I have to get my contact here in Columbus to mail them to us. But we will have them if you want to order them directly from us. Or just hop on Amazon and get them there. Awesome. So, Dawn, we got to get moving. we got to get packed. we got to get out of here. Let's knock out three fetishes. Well, we I have... haven't actually looked at them this time. Oh, really? Normally, so... I put them on there. But but you were saying we have to pack right after this. Actually, we have a patron chat right after this. So oh, we do indeed. Yeah. So if um, that is one thing we do for our patrons. If you become a patron, you get to chat with us in a casual chat. So, but like you said, the fetishes. So, Oh, yep, I did. I put these on here this time. Well, then so you'll have to leave one, this. one, two, or three. I saw what one is, and I'm not talking about that one. So let's go three. Three. Okay, let me scroll down. Pyrophilia, a fascination with fire, like fire cupping, fire play, wax play if it involves lit candles, etc. I don't, A, I don't really consider wax play fire play, but whatever. It's got to have a lit candle. Fair. Um... <laughs> Not really into fire play. You know, over at the, um, the, there's a couple of events that used to be here in Columbus. They had big fire rooms and they had a big fire play group. And mm-hmm. Just don't, not, just not there. Don't care. You know, when you and I first started, and I don't see this anymore, maybe it's because the magic shop closed down, but we did play around a bit with a f- flash cotton. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, yeah, so that was a little bit of fire, but I, I don't know that it was a fetish. I I like to play with fear, mm-hmm. and flash cotton is more fearful fearful for me than even regular fire play. I mean, regular fire play, it's like, oh, yeah, they could catch me on fire, but, oh, that feels nice. Mm-hmm. Flash cotton is like, holy shit, holy shit. He lights it, whoosh, and you can hear it, and you can feel it traveling up your body, and it's endorphins and adrenaline and pure fear play. So I actually like flash cotton more than more than regular fire play, but it's still not a fetish. It's not something I mm-hmm. I masturbate to or, or fantasize about. I'm going to give you number one because that's the one that I saw beforehand. Don, how do you feel about pubophilia? Pubophilia? The fetish for public hair. Public hair? Pubic hair, I guess is the appropriate way to say that. <laughs> Most people's pubics aren't that public. <laughs> um, I'm not much into pubic hair. So um, when it comes to guys, I don't really care. I don't care if there's pubic hair or not pubic hair, whatever. I, I'm, I'm more about where my mouth is going, mm-hmm. right? Um, with women, I'm more into less is better. So, and I think it's because with guys, I don't have to get... My tongue in the hair. My tongue is on the rod. Yep. With women, my tongue is in the hair, so I'd rather have it bare. (laughs) 
<laughs> Boom, you're a poet all of a sudden. <laughs> and it doesn't need to be bare, but, you know, trimmed up is really cool so that I'm not So the hair doesn't pulling. need to be bare as long as your tongue is there? Ha-ha! <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that one. I don't have a fetish for public hair. Um, pubic hair, even. <laughs> or pubic hair, for that matter. I prefer a well-trimmed bush, but not necessarily a naked uh, shaved off completely, but I'm not particular. I don't particularly, I don't care to be honest. What I do care about is that when I'm about, when I take off someone's panties and they knew we were about to have a date that I could say, Oh, look at you. You've paid attention to this area in some way, whether it's to shave it completely or to trim it up or something like that. That's the part that I like. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. So it, it, um, it means that they were thinking about it. Exactly. So now I like to go bare. But that's because trimming is next to impossible. Have you ever bent over and tried to trim yourself in a certain way? Never. Never? Well, as me, I, I've tried. I've tried to lean over and do an airplane strip. Is that what it's called? An airstrip or mm-hmm. plane strip or landing strip. landing strip or something <laughs> like that. I've tried to do that. And by the time you, you get in the right position, well, then I got a crick in my neck and I just, I can't do it. So it's much easier for me to feel and shave it off. <laughs> and if, if there's any stubble, shave it off because I, do I this, can't see. <laughs> I do the same thing with my head. So what do I know? <laughs> so if you wanted a landing strip on your head, can be... you imagine how challenging that is, looking in the mirror? I think they and... call that a mohawk. Oh, that is true. Right. Well, it depends where you put the landing strip. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> you could go horizontal, I suppose. Good. What else you got? All right. So the third one is, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this one either, because I would think it's pigophilia, but that sounds wrong. So it's probably pygophilia. Mm-hmm. It's um, partialism to butts and seeing, touching, and playing with them. See why I didn't want to call it pigophilia? Yes. Pygophilia. <laughs> butts. I like butts, but I can't Cannot say lie. it's a fetish. <laughs> I like big butts. <laughs> yeah, I can't say it's a fetish. It's, it's, butts are great. I like playing with them, but um, it's not a particular fetish, no. Yeah, no, me neither. And I'll actually um, look up, if I'm on one of the, the like, porn hubs or something like that, I like to look up like anal play, Mm -hmm. right? And anal sex and stuff like that. But the butt itself is cute, but it's not something that I masturbate to. Yeah. And I wouldn't call this particular fetish um, that it doesn't appear to be related to anal play Uh -uh. per se. No, it doesn't seem to be. But I'm going to tell you what. I came out of the grocery store today. I got into the truck and I went to drive away from the grocery store. And there was this woman that walked in front of me with this gorgeous butt. And I felt so bad for objectifying her because I really wanted to say something to her, which is not appropriate in a vanilla setting. Mm-hmm. But she had an amazing butt. And, and sometimes I do come across people where I would really like to just touch their butts. Because I, I feel like I like big butts and I cannot lie. <laughs> you, you, I think you told that entire story just so you could throw no, that in No, I didn't. I didn't. But I, she, oh, wow. That was, yeah. <laughs> so, um, and that's it. That's the show for today. No, 
we have tentacles. And oh, look at you. You're looking at the tentacles. So first, I want to mention that um, we talk about our patrons. We talk about how we have a Discord channel. If you're on any of our social media, about once a month, I throw the link to our Discord channel out there. It's on our website. And the reason I bring it up is because we have two sections on our Discord. One is for everybody. Any, anybody can join it. And we've got a lot of chat going on that. But then there's a section for the patrons. And in the patrons section, there is a place for pictures not safe for work. Right? Mm-hmm. And that's where these tentacle pictures get put. Mm-hmm. So... Um, if you want to see the pictures we're looking at. So we've got the tentacle pictures. We've got other pictures. Uh, someone is even posting pictures of their rope bondage scenes. So, you know, some people post personal pictures like that. There are all kinds of naughty stuff. Very the picnic, cool. Picnic table sex. And look at that one. That's acupuncture and a story someone posted. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so we've got a lot of stuff isn't that hot? Mm, picnic, yep. Picnic Trevere. table sex. Did you see the ones with the food? So go up a little higher. And they'll Hardness have spoiler. While we scroll through nope. Our... Um, nope. I think mm. it's, up. isn't that hot? The picnic That's the table picnic bondage table. is pretty fucking yes. hot. So, um, but Trevere has been sending pictures. There they are. Oh, I did see this one. Yeah. Yes. So Trevere has been sending us, uh, he's, he's been ke- keeping us very well fed. So this is both sushi and dessert on boobs. Mm-hmm. Um, Two different pictures, not yes. the same. <laughs> so I always forget what they call that eating sushi. That is a particular fetish as well. Isn't that um, agape? Uh, no, that is. I know someone called it agape one time. Yeah, that's that's uh, Greek for love or yeah, something. Yeah, but or I Latin. thought someone had caught it in the agape table. Mm. But um, cool. So we've got all kinds of tentacles. Um, I'm not sure I'm going to pronounce this right, but Zietgeist yeah. has been sending um, tentacle pictures. And they said that they pictured me with Ben from the Umbrella Academy. So supposedly in the third season of the Umbrella Academy, one of the characters has tentacles. And she sent a picture. Uh, they sent a picture of how they pictured me with Ben. So now I don't think I got past season one. Mm-hmm. So I may have to go watch Umbrella Academy again. So tentacles. Uh, she also put a picture out there of tentacles around the world. Traver has been sending us picnic table sex pictures. And like I said, you've got the, the strawberries and whipped cream and the sushi. Mm-hmm. So going to have to, uh, yeah, more pictures, more pictures. So I haven't been posting much on Instagram. I'm sorry. So I've been so busy with storage, but I do like to put out quotes and pictures of what we're doing and all that kind of stuff. And right now, the only pictures I would have for you is of our storage. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we'll have some pictures while we're in um, Austin. But you can find us on Instagram and see the picture of the day. And we are Erotic Awakening. Take a moment to support the podcast. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Or just tell your friends. Feel free to reach out to us. We love interacting with you. Contact us with questions, podcast comments, or just to say hi. You can find us as Dan and Dawn at the Twitter or FetLife. We are Erotic Awakening on Instagram. Use the links from the Erotic Awakening website for Facebook and Discord. Or just email us at Dan and Dawn at eroticawakening.com. Bye, Dan. Bye, Dawn. <laughs>